0: Anarchy. I am so excited to her today because she is truly a dear friend of mine, and I am really excited to introduce her and to learn from her because this is a part of Swindler Anarchy we haven't really, um, really you know, dove into, and it's. I'm just so excited to be starting off this series in this new direction as well with her as our first guest. So, um, I'll, you know, me, I'm done ranting, but uh, I want to introduce you guys to Neha O'Broy, who is the founder of Neha Studios, which is a very high-end photography
1: studio I love your work Neha so welcome to the show hi it is so lovely uh, to have have you with me um, and I'm so I'm glad I
0: just you. did a two-minute intro for you like I was just like talking and talking and talking
1: <laughs> I love her work yeah well thank you that is so kind of you um, I wasn't always a photographer I have a corporate background and yeah. I learned very early, um, in my early 20s, actually, um, that I was making money. I I went to college. I had the job uh, and I was, you know, doing what I went to college for uh, with corporate background, working for Siemens, one of the biggest, you know, uh, companies in the world, a German-based company. But I felt very unfulfilled and, you know, I I guess most people don't wonder those questions that I was wondering in my mid-20s. What is my purpose? What is that ticks my soul? Um part of the reason I was able to have that kind of perspective to life is because I lost my parents at a fairly young age. So yeah. I had that realization that you cannot take life for granted that you're always gonna retire and go on adventures, or, you know, wait till you're 40, 50, 60, Um, and I just could not, I was so unhappy.
0: Neha, I want you to step back, because I didn't actually ask you properly, and I want to, because I want you to start from the beginning, because I know you have such a unique journey, and I know that Mm -hmm. you, I want you to tell us, like, when did you move to the States, and like, you know, just how did everything really start, like, just go from the beginning,
1: yeah. Okay, yep, I can start over, so whenever you're ready, I will start. Yep, just go ahead. Hi, Ekta. It is so nice to be here with you, and thank you for having me. Um, I am... Yeah,
0: I'm so excited, Neha. I'm really, really a huge fan of your work, huge fan of your photography, um, as I've already ranted about in the introduction portion portion of this, but I'm uh, a huge fan and and the art and just how you capture reality is just, it's mesmerizing. So, um, you know, I'm super excited. I know you've worked in fashion editorial and you do so much great work. So I want to know everything. I want to know from the beginning, how it started, you know, your whole journey Uh and all that good stuff. So if you can um, walk us down memory lane.
1: Yep. Um, so I was born and raised in India, um, and in Delhi area, um, and I moved to the United States after finishing my bachelor's in India. And I came here on an international finance project uh, for Siemens, a German company. And yeah. my project was to transition um, and handle the finance part of it. And I spent 10 years working for Siemens. Um, I came here as a 21, 22-year-old. But a few years into my corporate journey, um, well, I started questioning <laughs> what am I doing because I was yeah. so unfulfilled, so unhappy, and in
0: the time I mean, when to every- an older age too than most like Indian Americans, that must have been really interesting like that how was that transition for you?
1: you know um one. I should have felt the gratitude that my first project out of college was an international project and I was going to America. A lot of my friends were so envious of me and I was excited too, because I thought, oh, look, my dream's coming true. I finished my college, I have a dog. Oh, look, I'm making, you know, wonderful dollars and I'm traveling and, you know, here I'm living the life. But, um very soon, I realized that this isn't what I wanted. This isn't what I expected. It didn't make me happy. And I started questioning that why I cannot live like this for the next 30 years, 35 years of my career, you know? I don't want to live for the weekend. I wanted to find something that ticked my soul. That wanted to, you know, get me out of the bed in the morning. And just feel the passion for life and that wasn't there. And yes. uh, that's know, huge.
0: That's huge. And the fact that you had that realization is also huge. I just I want to say that there's so yes. many and no, part of the
1: reason but- I had that realization so early is because of you know going through the loss of my parents who passed away at a fairly young age. Yeah. And um, I just didn't know what to do at that point. So I started reading books. Um, And then I picked up Ikigai and I picked several other books to find the purpose and meaning to life because I was so restless, so unfulfilled that I just, it didn't make me happy at all. And I was miserable and I felt so guilty that I wasn't grateful for this wonderful opportunity I'd been given. And even though the people I worked with so amazing, but I just could not bring myself to accept that this is is what I want from life. So then I started going back to when I was 8, 10, you know, and I started finding things that really sparked my soul. And it was always dance, drama, or art, um, crafting. I also tried uh, designing and uh, sewing one summer. So the bottom line was, it was always creativity any sort yes. of creativity and that's when you know I was like well I do know when I am in the creative mode that's when I feel just alive so like most photographers I picked up the camera around that time in my early 20s it was purely just my first DSLR and I'm just shooting everything but very quickly I realized that was the outlet to my creativity yes. and I, I started shooting everything uh, at first in my early 20s. I mean, I was shooting kids, I'm shooting portraits, I'm shooting landscape, everything. And I just didn't know who I was as an artist. And then slowly I transitioned towards glamour.
0: Because,
1: yeah. oh, like most artists, I just felt not uh, good enough. To right. say, well, I want to be a professional photographer. As you know, in Asian countries, we think if you have a degree, you're qualified
0: to do Yeah, that. exactly. You it's know? like you have to have this like... Yeah, solid, and like, whatever, you know, career. if you
1: have this piece of paper that gave you permission that now you can go do it because this piece of paper justifies that now you're validated and now you're allowed to do it. But how could I just say that I want to be a commercial photographer I don't have a piece of paper to validate it so Mm -hmm. I thought just like you know probably a lot of other photographers they're like all right well at least I can shoot people I can shoot portraiture I can take nice pictures start there and then I slowly went towards glamour that was my first step towards fashion and beauty You know, Uh, I mean
0: honestly, it's like the way you shoot, like, you know, just keeping it on glamour and like especially the editorial area, it's just like it's not it 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 captures like a lot more than you know I've seen I think since I grew up because I grew up with magazines, right? And I'm sure mm -hmm. you know that like I've said it so many times and like I grew up with magazines, but I'm not gonna lie to you, my favorite part was the photography. It, I had such a deep appreciation for that art form that, like, because that's really what mesmerized you about an ad. It was the way that it was shot, it was the moment that was captured. And this ability to capture a moment, I've, I've always felt like it requires this ability to see things. And you know what I mean? Like a different perspective yeah. almost used in terms is, of like, yeah. yeah. So
1: much connection uh with photography personally, um, that I I will I will walk you through how like it just it, it it's so uh, draws so much emotion out of me. I am so connected to this, it is just unreal. Um, yeah. but for me, what I realized slowly was that it wasn't just the beauty. I also wanted storytelling aspects. So if you've seen you've seen my work, there is yeah, always some story to it I didn't just want to take a pretty picture for me it was so important what am I saying and that's when I realized that where I was um, with trying to shoot glamour or portraiture it was so limited I could not experiment I could not take the concepts uh and you know because I needed to work with professional models to be able to do all of that or actors you know and yeah. Initially, when I was shooting portraiture, mm-hmm. I did shoot some artists, uh, a few singers who were just, um, you know, coming into the industry. And slowly, I realized that that's when I felt fulfilled when I worked with other creatives who understood what I was trying to say and work with me and give me that. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason I am I feel that storytelling is very powerful. Um, But I also miss that I don't have pictures with my parents. The few pictures I had with them, um, they were, you know, the physical albums I grew up with. And as I moved, they lost.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And today I sometimes wish, what would I give to have one family picture with my parents? And (laughs) something like, I could give a leg, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because yeah. I need my arms. <laughs> I could give one leg. Yeah, but- I mean that's, that's such a
0: deep and such a. I can't even like I'm. I'm just listening to you because that's such a real reason to really perfect what your art is. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, you always say things like the best artists in this world have this like immensity of pain that comes with the life that they've experienced which has led them into this ability I think I'm this is what I've heard you know it, it, yes and it is like very great yeah uh,
1: so you know um, I so it wasn't that I had compromised professionally in my life in my early 20s I was also in a relationship that was so toxic my whole really? life my whole board was to the outside the world i was living the dream i was living in this big giant house i was traveling the world i was driving the best cars i had a big fat bank account but i was so miserable in life that i didn't want to live i was so unhappy with everything in my life so the whole board had to come out
0: yeah
1: and it took a lot of courage for me to give up this career that I had built. I spent 10 years, you know, and then all of a sudden I'm saying, I built this. I don't want this. It's just getting out of here. And I am going to start again from scratch, from zero and, when all of my friends had sustainable careers you know families and you know all that and I am saying I want to start over my life completely
0: yeah yeah exactly. and I
1: want to I want to be true to myself I want to find myself and it was the same thing I had to struggle um, as, as a photographer I was told initially well your work isn't Uh, commercial enough or your work isn't polished enough by polished meaning it wasn't photoshopped enough and my rule was always that you know we only remove something that wasn't uh, naturally there yeah and I always loved the skin texture I always loved all the details and the imperfection and all of that and I'm like, so glad that industry is now coming to this place where we are embracing the skin texture. We are taking this photoshopped images out. And there are so many brands who are now actually putting a disclaimer, no uh, skin editing done.
0: Yeah. But that was I,
1: me all along.
0: I, I was talking to um, Jason Hoffman uh, for uh, Laura Mercier. Mm-hmm. He was saying the same thing that hold no no touch-ups nothing like you you gotta it's gotta be like what it is is what it is like and that's to me that's a whole different level I mean that, yeah
1: exactly and I mean I you know the way I shoot and the way you know if you if you know the lighting you know uh and you know how you're shooting and of course if you're working with a team that's wonderful there is no need for photoshop
0: yeah yeah. And, and your work is not, it's steady, not,
1: you know, unrealistic uh, expectations for these young generation. I mean, we all know on social media and filters, and we should not be ashamed of our natural skin.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, uh,
1: I mean, but that's something, you know, I was always all along, I was following this rule. And even when I got this feedback, I did not, They and I was told, how, you know, your work is fantastic. How about you send these for, for another run of retouching? I did not do that. And yeah. I was. I always walked out and, you know, I was like, no, this is who I am. This is my work. And I didn't want to leave one place of compromise in corporate, you know, career to come and abandon me as an artist again. No, no. I'm so adamant that no, I will say, stay true to myself. I am not going to repeat what I have done in last decade. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, I actually did not leave my corporate job until 2017. So uh, for Oh wow, I, well, you
0: were doing this and the full-time. Yes, wow. I Holy kept
1: God. I kept my job. And I kept shooting and, you know, I would shoot in the evenings or over the weekends or use my vacation time. And then I would stay up till 1am, uh, calling the images, editing, all of that stuff. And it was like so hard. But in, in 2017, when I, when I finally told my boss um, here in New York that, you know, I'm leaving, it was a Monday morning meeting. And I said, here's my two week notice. And she says, F off, you've lost your mind. Do it on the side, or da. I'm like, nope, I am jumping. I am, I am doing this now. There's no going back. And you know. I left the office um, in the afternoon around two o'clock and I sat in the parking lot and I cried and cried. I cried there for two, three hours. I I because there was grief, you know, I had built something that, you know, there is still grief to it, that the people I loved working with and all of that, but all of a sudden, and there was a huge amount of uncertainty. Where am I going? If I will even find my place in the industry or not. And I've had, you know, I was fortunate to work with um, uh, a consultant and photo editor who helped me see myself as an artist. You know, so when I would shoot, I would go to her and she would help me see what were my strengths and, you know, what I could, what I needed to work on more. So it it wasn't always just me. So last few years, um, or when I first left in 2017, the first uh, couple of years, I had that support. Um, but I also was kind of seeking validation to make sure. I guess I thought I don't know the rules.
0: Yeah. So
1: yeah. I, I was just completely exploring and trying to just find what it means to me. What is creativity to me? Who is me as an artist? But then there was also a little bit of fear am I doing this right? Yeah. You know? And, but then. What you know is there aren't any rules. You're not supposed to follow any rules. You're supposed to just do you. But that does not come right off the bat. Yeah, it takes a lot of just trusting yourself and just letting go of that validation. And now at this point, when I shoot, I am so in love with the work that I no longer expect anybody else to appreciate it accept it if they do it's wonderful but if they don't I still love what I did and that place it takes time to get there I I think artists they they have they all go through this struggle to get to this place where they find you're like you know this is me I am me and this is what I shoot and if I if I shot like anybody else that would be a waste of artists and me
0: well yeah and it's also how you see the world right
1: Yeah like, and it's this I, is a question of
0: your perspective of the world and that's one thing about photography that I think no one really talks about and that's really a for me at the heart of you know the core purpose of um you know this podcast because I realized very very soon after starting that mini little personal blog I had about just things I loved I was like wait a minute I know nothing about the people that are bringing these ideas of, oh, buy this product or look at this model. Look how stunning all of this looks together, you know, in this lighting. Mm -hmm. Like, all those things were things I knew nothing about. So, like, when you say something like, well, I'm a beauty connoisseur, I'm like really interested in the beauty industry or even an influencer, you should actually really know the people who make the content that make you want to influence that brand Mm -hmm. or that thing or, you know what I mean? So that's yeah. why I think that's why I think beauty photography and fashion photography is such a unique niche in the realm of photography because it's not about just showing off some pretty clothes or showing off some pretty makeup it's about yeah. creating you know what I mean it's, it's an well, expression a story of a person. because
1: people don't buy a pretty picture people buy a story we yeah. all know this i mean everybody we need a connection and that is yeah. the powerful aspect and I definitely love beauty more than fashion. Not that I don't love fashion, but beauty is my jam. Uh, and part of the reason is I love the challenge because when I'm shooting beauty, it's just me and the model and just the raw emotion and face. There is nowhere else to hide. There is no location. There are no clothes. Just give it to me. Yeah. And there, you know, it's, it's the camera is right in your face and you have to be so comfortable in yourself but that's what um you know my job comes in making sure I build that model up making sure I you know you know that reputation and the connection before she even comes on the set well
0: what is that what is that process for you like what is the setup and like you know getting acquainted with the model like what's that whole process like for you
1: yeah so you know um most of the time, I only have, have seen a uh, model's portfolio before model shows up on the set. So okay. all I know is their name and the size and, you know, uh, just, you know, pictures. So it's so like, like medicine; like you look at the chart and you're like, okay. Yeah, I know really, yes, it. exactly. It is just, yes. And then you been yeah. given this model. And then on the day of the shoot is when I first meet the model. Yeah. And I have this first one or two hours of uh, building, you know, a reputation, helping the model be comfortable, and I have been in plenty of situations where I worked with more than one model. Maybe you know, one model is less experienced, and the senior model is just, uh, you know, a um, little less patient. Yeah, and sometimes a little aggressive, and then it can really hurt the confidence of the model who is junior and you know trying to do her best and that's when like uh, I've had a situation where you know this model the younger one she finally came around to me and she's like I know I'm not doing a good job I'm not delivering it and then that's when I said you know there is that's not a problem so I told the senior model to take a break I spent 20 minutes with this younger model and the images she gave me oh my gosh you would not believe that it was actually canon uh, us they came and commented on one of her images and she was a younger model and wow her images ended up uh and i think canon us also shared one of her image on there on the
0: instagram wow page. that's
1: so but cool. you know it takes it's not i i always say this it's not about experience it's about can you match the energy? Do you have the drive? Do you believe yeah. in this concept? Are you willing to go as far as I'm going to go with you? And I will work as hard as I have to, to get the shot, you know? And yeah. I understand yeah. this, that I have to make sure that the model feels safe and comfortable. Yeah, And yeah. nobody, yeah, that really nobody that. walks out of my set upset we all have to make sure we all had an inspiring, great day. I mean, it is just so important to me. And this is why I love beauty, because this is who I am as a person. I don't do shallow connections. I cannot do, oh, this friend Is only to go to the park, or this friend is only to go have you know go to the gym or yoga with. I don't do that. I cannot do that. For me, it has to be just you know either you're all in or all out. I agree. I agree. That's why when you know I meet a model, like my first you know when I first meet them, I want to know them, who they are, what matters to them, and. Part of the thing is that I understand this really well, uh, how to approach people, because when I first moved to America, uh, a lot of people said, were you born here? I'm like, no, I was born and raised in India. Oh, you speak really good English.
0: Yeah. And in my
1: early 20s, I was a little impatient and I used to get so upset. And I almost wanted to tell them that there are more people in India who speak English than the population of the United States.
0: Exactly. You know,
1: yeah, but exactly. it's it's coming from that place. You and then asking, you know, a lot of times I was asked, "Oh, what ethnicity are you? Um, you know, are you full Indian or half Indian or you know all these questions? They are so aggressive and yeah. just, you know." of putting the other people in such a discomfort place because you feel judged. They're judging you from the place where you didn't make all those choices. I didn't choose my skin color. I didn't choose where I was born. Why don't you ask me the decision I'm most proud of that I've made in my life? What is that I love about the city? What do I love about this season? Or what brings me to life? Ask me the questions that are me. And that is how I know how to connect with people. Especially, you know, it is so such an important part of my job to be able to connect with the subject who is I'm shooting. So I want to know uh, what type of music they love or what type of food they like. All these things are very personal and you can build on that.
0: Well, I mean, I think that's the thing that, you know, people are having a hard time understanding is that, you know, it it's not just about this, like, quick process of churning out media or churning out, you know, images or whatever. It's more so about taking the time to understand, like, what is being portrayed. And not, I'm not going to lie to you, the more and more I look through social media and I, you know, I've spent my good time, you know, hmm. even... They're not my platforms that i love um i've spent a lot of time on tiktok i've spent a lot of time looking at content content on like reels or pinterest and it's like everyone is so focused on delivering content in a very fast way that the mm-hmm. quality is just completely lacking sometimes i think most times and that doesn't keep your attention i mean we're living in a world now where you know, people are advertising that you need to be able to catch someone's attention within two seconds. But then where do you fit in the concept of going to an art gallery? Somewhere, think about somewhere historic. You know what I mean? Like that you really want to go see the paintings. If you want to go see Van Gogh's art or, you know, Picasso's art. What are you gonna just like fly through each exhibit in two seconds? No, you're gonna stand there and you're going to look and you're going to interpret. And I think that aspect is you know i i'm coming to my point i promise i think that aspect is a huge player in this idea of print versus digital now because in print it was as if you were almost you couldn't just scroll down you know what i mean you couldn't just yeah. like and so i want to get your opinion i i know i asked this question quite a bit and i have a lot recently too with my editorial um interviews but and I really want to get your perspective of that because I think that would be so interesting to see how a professional photographer sees digital versus print
1: I am not gonna lie I love print I mean I grew up flipping family album and yeah. you cannot just replace that and even like now when you when you see your work printed it's something tangible and there is just no other feeling like that and you know yes we have been going through pandemic and a lot of stuff has been has been digital and just you know everything uh, but we cannot replace print you just you there is no way yeah i mean you you can't you you need you know uh packaging you still need that the paper advertising is never going to go away yeah I think think we get
0: there's a very special niche and I don't know why we're not like really talking about it much because I know that you know with magazines and a lot of really big publications you know if it's oh girl if you're you know harper's are you obviously you know you need the numbers and you need people to be reading your articles because they're top-notch but so is your photography so i've always wondered why a lot of publications like that don't create a magazine or print version um that is for the you know the community or the population of people out there that are truly magazine people they love flipping through a beautiful set of imagery that represents beauty fashion skin health you know like that's still something that they utilize, right? Like magazines still utilize these images. Yeah.
1: Impact is so powerful. Something that you hold in your hand, you take a moment and you can feel the texture. You pay attention. You can slow down and appreciate the colors. You can appreciate so much detail about it that you just lose it on a phone or on the screen. It's just not the same. And it's the same way somebody sending you a digital card versus something you get in the mail
0: it is just that's an awesome analogy I love that
1: you know you cannot replace that so it it does not matter whether you are you know doing it for uh for portraiture or commercial no matter what it is that you're doing you cannot replace the print the power of something tangible it's it's just cannot be replicated with just a flip of screen. It's not the same. Yeah. So no, I, I really look.
0: agree with you. No. And it actually breaks my heart because I, well, it doesn't break my heart. It makes me happy. I'm not gonna lie because I get to see these images. But for example, when I look at some, like a platform like Pinterest, I feel like Pinterest played such a huge role in the shift of the entire um, photography sector <laughs> of this industry, because you were now able to find professional photos that have gone and inspired so many designs and so many brand designs. And you know what I mean? Like, that's what, th- that's where I was like, okay. You know, I think when Pinterest came on the scene, it was like access immediately to certain images that were described. You know what I mean? It was like a library. Yeah. About, and you, you know,
1: a shutter stock yeah. and a lot of these stock images. And part of the reason is that it is so difficult to break into commercial photography yeah. Um, it is so hard, especially for women, <laughs> it yeah, is, <laughs> because there is this, this mindset that women are better shooting, better at shooting families and kids. No, a creative mind is a creative mind. So, but even, I think I saw this last year that in advertising, it's still only 13% women. Yeah. In it's in US. Like it's, and that okay. is so shocking and America is supposed to be a first world country. I mean, you know, the gap wouldn't be so, so big. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that is one of the problems. And other thing is that there is no standard, no standard pricing. It's art, it's creativity. So, you know, oh, and a lot of things. times when people, when they first enter the industry or they are still building it, they will do the work for less money or not uh not charge for licensing because they well the client doesn't understand licensing and doesn't want to pay for it and uh, you know, the photographer is just happy that he can get a gig or she can get a gig and i think this is where you know uh people have this mindset well i can always find a cheaper photographer you so know what's the- People yeah. think that I have an iPhone or I have a DSLR camera and all I need to do is buy a beauty dish or, you know, buy a ring light and I am a photographer. But you know what? All those are tools to creativity. And one of the things like I've, I've heard this from my friends too, you know, who think that, oh, they're smart, they're engineers and they've got a camera and now they're, they're a photographer, you know. And I tell them that, oh, if, if the camera is what makes a photographer, while well, the stove in your home, does that make you a chef? That's really good. I like that. Yeah, it's true. You know, and, but it's, it's like, it's just a tool that helps me create. I have a vision. I know what I'm going for. And then it's easy for somebody to just uh, one day or spend a few hours. They had fun shooting. Can you produce consistently? do you want to do this 40 50 60 hours a week you know it's not about that oh yeah you took a nice picture out of the blue it worked or you know I mean there, there is so much more to it how committed are you and can you consistently produce and do you do you have this drive and passion to say something it's, yeah, I think it's something know, that is so hard why is it still why are we still arguing about this that, well, that somebody that's, has that's a camera and that makes them a photographer
0: well yeah that's what everybody thinks in the influencer world you have a phone so now you are about, allowed to talk about whatever and whatever category it is no matter how legal whatever you get to now express it and that's you know it's okay to a certain degree but like when I when I get mad is when there are brands who are paying very novice like wannabe photographers that mm-hmm. are now known as influencers like yes. seven hundred dollars a picture for a pe- of a bottle of skincare or a bottle of this because it's like well you could have put that money towards a real photo shoot and a campaign and that goes directly to the artists who have now inspired this entire social media like you know this revolution where everyone wants to take the cleanest the most beautiful photo they want to make the you know the put the little pearls by the jar and it's it's created a a momentum right for the appreciation of photography and we're not even we're not giving credit to the people who are behind that who are the professional photographers that didn't yeah. have social media. You know what I mean? So
1: it you really. Know, it, I I know sure. one of one of the very well known top brands. They were looking for a photographer here in Brooklyn for two months uh, during this pandemic. They could not find a photographer. They were paying only seven hundred dollars for eight hours, eight hour day. No wonder you can't find a photographer. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, You're not- so, like, are we now exploiting artists because there is pandemic and, you know, things are not as great in New York?
0: Well, I think it's also about, you know, I think I want to go back to that point I made about magazines having this, like, if they do uh, if they do want to keep print, like, you know what I mean? I really like the idea that I shared because there's a good amount of people who really enjoy photography we really enjoy the pictures of the models and seeing all the different looks and it actually can help with, you know, styling your own looks, you know, a lot of times whether it's makeup or clothing. But my point is like, if you're going to take a profession um, that has been turned into a profession, but it's really a skill. Right. And it's like art is something that you can't practice your way to being like the most like, you know, innovative artist. Yeah. You can practice your way to being great. And, you know, the best of the best, technically, but there's an aspect of, you know, perspective, like I mentioned very early in the show, that can't be uh, put into somebody. And so you're ignoring a lot of that, and you're giving that away from being included in the imagery that's going to now be shot so that's now trickling down and affecting consumers it's affecting uh the way that people look at themselves it's affecting you know a lot of different areas and you know that's the idea here right it's like you got to look at the whole like you know food chain what's going on yeah. what are the what are the consequences of these changes you know what i mean that have yes. been uh, that have taken place because of social uh social media so anyways that was my point you know i just wanted to get that out there but um I want to ask you you know when it comes to doing a shoot for say something like you're doing a shoot for um I I don't know maybe makeup right a makeup Mm -hmm. brand um and there do you guys get like a theme assigned or like what is it that like what's the process of like shooting for a specific campaign
1: so you know it depends um you know who who you're working with but a lot of times the, the direction comes from creative director and our directors you know and uh, depends on um the theme comes from them definitely and what is the idea of the shoot and um what could be know, for example if it's a you know they're doing some summer campaign or we're doing some christmas holiday campaign uh, or we're just shooting uh, you know uh, a shoot for diversity, you know, where we have uh, four to six different models um, and you know we're now just doing a beauty campaign that shows inclusivity and diversity. So that all direction comes from from there from you know the brand and the creative director and the art director. Uh, but I have also um, I've worked with some of the smaller brands where I can go in as a creative director. So once I understand, um, you know, what the brand is about, so like some of the brands, they are vegan or they're all green. So then, you know, I have incorporated, um, things like, um, greenery in, in the images, you know, um, textures of the leaves or, you know, um, yeah all those things that, that represents that this is, this brand is all clean and green, you know. So it's just understanding if I am doing it, uh, if I'm working for maybe a brand where they don't have a marketing department and they don't have their own creative director, not director So I also do that. And I really, really enjoy that part. And I've done lots of projects uh, you'll see on my website as well um, I've done one on women empowerment a lot of them have also been a few of them have been my own uh ideas that I wanted to create and then they were picked up by magazines uh one of the ones i'm very' that's very close to me is uh choose your pain it was a it was a beauty shoot that I did where I picked um, different things that represented pain one was like you know this um this kind of veil fabric that kind of represented suffocation and the pins, um, the the board pins and the safety pins and all those. And we created this shoot, which, you know, my idea behind that was, you know, that there is pain in life. There is no avoiding that. There is pain in doing it and there's pain in not doing it. So you might as well choose the pain you love.
0: Yeah, I really, I agree with you. And I think that's a very unique way to look at it because, you know, you, when you had said creative di- director, I was immediately thinking, I'm like, if you're going to be a creative director, you should have some sort of, they always have like photography experience, right? Like I would imagine. Yes,
1: and okay. it's something I think, um, you know, uh, as I, I guess, grow into my career more, um, yeah. it would be nice for me to have a little more, um maybe take on creative direction um, you should. and and you know
0: because here's the thing you know everyone can't pull out emotions from people there's very few people and now if you can do that and capture it i mean that's that's phenomenal work that's amazing you know so i think you should you definitely should and also like that actually leads me to one of my biggest questions, which is tell me about Neha Studios and tell me like what your vision is and like what you're at, you know, where you're at right now with the business and what it took to start. it. I want to know everything about it.
1: Yes. Yeah, so um, like I mentioned, you know, I left my corporate job in 2017. So that's when I had a portfolio, um, but I still didn't quite know, um, you know, that I I would love beauty so much. I hadn't done enough beauty back then. And then um well, and then I I did uh, a yoga campaign, you know, and I did a few campaigns, but then hit um and I did some some other work as well and I it hit the point in my life where uh my personal life had fallen completely apart. Um, I was in the middle of divorce and it was it was very Um, it was a very difficult time and I decided (laughs) to take a break and go to India and it was supposed to be like a six month, um, it was supposed to be like a six month or one year um, time off where I could just go find myself, figure out, just get away from all the noise and just figure out, because I still quite didn't have the direction um, for the business at that point either, uh, or I just couldn't completely put my all efforts because of the struggle, personal struggles in my life. So nice. I ended up going to India, and then that um, six to eight months almost became two years because of the pandemic. So I didn't move back to the US until last oh. week, last summer, um, Yeah and <laughs> how does feel to be back are you happy like oh you're... yes I am uh, but you know I came back in middle of the pandemic where the flights they were only allowing U.S. citizens to move back and you know it was like the food was under the seats and no blankets no pillows and I didn't eat for 24 hours but I was glad to be back and you know uh safe
0: um well I'm yeah. glad that you made it out safely I know India was hit very very hard as well um most recently too with the pen, you know everything being mutated and all that stuff so welcome back I'm very glad Thank that you're you. back
1: so yeah so it's been uh, you know a year and a half like last summer is when I when I moved back and then since then I came back and I think when I returned back I knew exactly where I wanted to go I had a very clear vision I I know what I want to shoot. Um, I know eventually I would love to take on more of creative direction, which right now I do it with the editorials a lot of times, where I also, you know, um take mm-hmm. on creative direction, but uh I haven't been able to do that a lot with um with the commercial work because usually there is segregation, you know, there is an art director and creative director, and then you know, I go in as a photographer. Um, but I you know it was it was nice. I didn't shoot much until uh, until December of last year. So I did a lot of self portraits uh, projects last year just to keep myself sane and keep creating. Um, but then this year has been wonderful. I've shot a lot of beauty. I've shot some, some fashion work as well, but I've shot a lot more beauty this year. I also would love to do more social campaigns with a story aspect, with a message, empowering women, you know, or, or something that could help the society be better, you know, and be happier and find. Honestly, let me use your
0: images for white Clara Brown, girl, I'm telling you. Oh, that would be wonderful. Because that's uh, really what I I really want. That because that's exactly what I why I created that podcast was because I was like, you know what, like you got to show people what the wor- real world looks like, and that's yeah, exactly yeah. like what photographers do is really show you. They're yeah. not they're not always gonna you know capture a smiling face or capture you know yeah, they, they're gonna they're gonna capture reality and that's a huge thing and I think that the more that you know I really am a huge believer like if you're tagging someone's art and it's professional art especially if it's like professional photography you your your caption the first thing should be art credit this person you know what I mean because honestly that like for me is a huge pet peeve because I realized that you know People get lost in the idea that oh well, there's just a team that handles the photography. There's just a team that's handling that, you know. But it's like, no, it's not just a team. It's like a group of people who've come up with a concept, and they're, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. This is gonna sell you millions and millions of dollars worth of product. Like, you know, it's it's a huge thing. So I think there's definitely a food chain here and a cycle that, you know, I I see it being disrupted a lot with social media. But I think it's very very interesting
1: you know, when I, um, you know, when I was doing all these projects, like I have several on my, um, on my website, this not my story, it's for women, because they've been told that, you know, this is I mean, a lot of times we are so bound to the gender roles. So I did that project, not my story. I did one art of living. I did fading away where, you know, women struggle of finding who they are in this world where we have so much expectations. I did choose your pain. Like I have, so I did one, one piece of mine, which was on mental health because I went through a phase of depression um, and i am so passionate about all of these projects and you know at first i was i was suggested by so many people that oh you don't want to show these projects they are not actually commercial beauty or fashion so they shouldn't go to your website uh this will distract or you you know all this but i was like no i don't have to be restricted to the storytelling, what part of storytelling. So I I have yeah. all this work under projects and I'm equally proud of this work compared to all the beauty and fashion work because at the end of the day, all of this is storytelling for me. I am telling a story, whether I'm telling a story for a brand, whether I'm telling a story to society, all of that is storytelling for me. And it yeah. has to... Connect, it has to inspire, it has to, and we know this. I mean, we all talk about uh, return on investment. The only way to get return on investment is to move people. And how do you move people when you tell them a story?
0: Exactly. I completely agree. I really do. And I think that this what you brought up, the storytelling aspect is something that I think as a beauty industry, we're really coming back to in a way because it's almost as if like there was a burst in the beauty community of just products and- Just products. And it was
1: Yes, you models holding the product and it's all good. I mean, yes, we need that, but I think- more and more brands need to realize that they all need to show who they are, what they stand for, what is their story, and show that through images. Yeah. You know, and one of the things I all also have said, and when I, you know, talk to, when I've gone to the business meetings, and, you know, they're like, why does it cost so much? You know, and I always say, you get what you pay for. And if you want, To know a good brand, you can either judge them by a packaging or the pictures. I think
0: the pictures are the huge thing because, you know, brands,
1: like, I'm not going to lie. If a brand really, really, you know, values uh, what they do, they will invest in you know especially the content because that is representing them to their uh you know client base and
0: that's the first time your customer is experiencing your product that's the first sensorial experience they're having with your product is visual so if you're hiring some person in kansas who thinks their iphone camera is the equivalent of like true you know what i mean like yes techniques and you know just the way that real photography is done and you're really just wasting your money and like yeah I don't and think packaging is good. only
1: going to come later because they will only go buy your product later the first they're going to see you <laughs> so but no i even mean the shots Neha. honestly
0: i'm not even talking about the photography that's like a super zoomed in image of the product i love those shots but i think that there's definitely something that we that can be changed about it. I mean, if I were to tell you, if I if I went up to you and I said, Neha, this I know you're gonna hate it, but I, you have to do this for me. You know, I yes. want just a, no, a shop I'm
1: not denying that. Yes, we need to yeah. show the product, of course. But yeah. other than the product, what else are you giving it to your clients to know you? You know, know your yeah. story. Yeah
0: your personality yeah your personality
1: exactly because how will they remember you they people see 100 different products all day how do you remember somebody
0: yeah exactly then there's so many only so many colors you're going to be able to make it so
1: you know it's it's like i guess marketing and sales is very much like dating you know yeah (laughs) to to come back to you or to remember you
0: Marketing and sales Tinder. That's what we need. That's what <laughs> all really coming down to.
1: That's
0: it the is, message of the just like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. No, I know. I know. And I think that, you know, Neha, honestly, your work is it speaks for itself and you know, there's not enough um words I could even offer, you know, verbally or written or in any form that expresses how much, you know, that you do touch people. Your work does touch people and I'm telling you as someone who met you through finding your work out of nowhere, it just I you know, you popped up on LinkedIn for me one day and <laughs> I just thought yeah, you so and I couldn't stop looking and I was just like, who is she and how the heck do I talk to her? Because I just, it's like uh, what I said, it's the, it's the first experience you have with whatever is being, you know, uh, like advertised or marketed. That's referred. And if that photographer and they're the only people, I really believe this, that can do this, if they're able to p- pull you in you're going to buy that brand or that product because it it made a memory for you. A photograph, people say they're memories, right? Captured. Yes. Well, there's also a memory that gets created when you first look at it. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. So
1: that's,
0: yeah, yeah. So I think that, you know, your work is extraordinary and I, I really am actually saying this on air but I'm going to be bugging her a lot about working with her because I would love to work with you because I just I you know I I just really have a very deep appreciation for true artists and I think you you. definitely fall into that I
1: have fought for this so much um I just I cannot tell you I had to fight for this career against family friends I lost so many people along the way but I stayed true to myself. And I mean, a lot of times, you know, especially coming from an Indian culture, um, they're just, you're never encouraged a creative career because they just think you're going to be broke. You're, you're going to be a struggling, poor artist. And it's better for you to be a doctor or engineer because, you know, or you'll be well off and you'll be this and this and this. But is that, is that everybody we all don't need the same thing from life we all come in and we all have what we want from this life and we should be allowed to explore that
0: i agree i totally agree i think i really do believe in the concept that everyone has genius in them you just have to figure out what it is that makes you know what i mean that makes you feel like it's there
1: it's like there is nothing that brings me to life life, like uh when i'm on the set it's I it is just sometimes feels unfair that this is my work this is my life because you know it doesn't feel work
0: yeah exactly and And that's what it's supposed to be like that's what life is supposed to be is it should not feel like work and yeah I agree with you I mean I I think that you know and that's here's the thing though you know you know that what you have in your talent and what you've made out of your career you know you've made a career out of your talent like that's something that you know this and I think it's important for everyone to understand out there that if you're also able to do that there's no such thing as lack of motivation or um I just can't do this anymore I really want to retire or anything because you never retire from the thing you love it's not something you ever give up it's something that's exactly. embedded in you, exactly. you, know I mean? it's just oh. you and I think and the retirement
1: what, that retirement concept is I feel that's it such-
0: yeah, that's what changes the world is what I was going to say. That's what changes the world is when you have a relentless passion. And I use the word relentless because you can't stop thinking about it. You can't stop, you know what I mean? Trying to like mess yeah. around with it. That is what change is. And I really hope people get that because all of these movements and revolutions, they don't just happen from half complacency or like, you know what I mean? Like without, no, like and
1: you know, it is so natural because that drive is so powerful. Yeah. that you just you can't help it right exactly. you know and it's it, a lot of people you know uh, who have found their genius or they've found their purpose they all feel this way you know whether they have found a purpose to f- towards you know projects for women empowerment or in any any you know acting or music or politics or anywhere but I think people who understand this they all know once you get to this place where, you know, you finally feel that you're adding value, you feel fulfilled, you know, it's, it is an amazing place. And I really think, I wish the school system could change. And we are encouraged to play more and find who you are. And then this world would be much happier and just such a great place to be because we wouldn't be doing things that aren't meant for us.
0: Yeah, I can completely... believe.
1: I had to rediscover it, and it took a lot of courage, and yeah. you know, uh, tenacity. Um, I do have an agent now um, I have um, you know my agent Elizabeth she's representing me now as an artist and so my life is a little bit better because I am no longer one army <laughs> yeah
0: and wear uh,
1: 15 hats I know I totally get yes, that you no know, it's yeah. so hard um, but that's you know when uh, when she, you know she came across me and uh, this is what she told me the reason she wanted to represent me is because she said you are in touch with yourself. You know who you are as an artist, and that's not easy to find.
0: No, no, it's not. It's not um, easy to find in inside or outside of art. And you know, I just everyone listening, I have to cut the episode, you know, um, short. Unfortunately, for, on my terms, because I could talk to you forever, anyhow oh, really, yeah. <laughs> and. Um, But, you know, I really urge anyone listening, especially if you're in the editorial world or you're, you know, you're an editor or like a, you know, the head of a magazine or publication, really go check out. I'm going to link Neha's um, links, everything to Neha Studios, everything to her personal profile. Go check it out. I promise you that people who have an eye for truly good art you're going to walk away from that like knowing exactly what i mean when i say she's genuinely genius in this area and i wish everyone could see her your art you're an extraordinary human being. So I, I can't wait. I can't wait for this to go live. I can't wait to get your feedback, everyone listening out there. If you have any questions for Neha about photography or, you know, the how to get to a place where you really are a professional, anything, just leave them in the comment section. I'll pass them along to her or her team and, you know, we'll get, well, we'll get some uh, answers for you. But uh, thank you, Neha. Thank you so much. And so
1: uh, it's been yeah. such a lovely time talking to you. And I know I, I get so passionate uh, about talking about this, but it I just hope really it cool. could, if it could help, you know, one person out there to just believe and try. You yeah. know, it would be so amazing.
0: That's yeah, I completely agree, and I think that you know. Your art really does speak for itself in that way, and that's really what I meant. But, anyways, I will be back, guys, next time with another guest. And I really hope you enjoyed this one. If you're really, um, if you want to see more photography-related, you know, content about the beauty industry, let me know because maybe me Neha, maybe you and I can work together on something. If you have yeah, time, that would be lovely. Yeah. I yeah. would really love that. Yeah. So, anyways, okay, I'm gonna cut the short, and then all have right, guys. all right. Thank you so much. Have a good.